0: Jared Jones, Paul Skeens, and Anthony Solamedo are all highly touted prospects in the Pirates system, but what are the chances we see any of the trio make their way to Pittsburgh in 2024? You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team. Your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. My name is Ethan Smith, your wonderful host of this show here on the Locked On Podcast Network. With today's episode, of course, being brought to you by FanDuel, but we'll talk about FanDuel a little bit later. And the 2024 player preview series continues today here on Tuesday, February 6th for Locked On Pirates. And we're taking the focus away from the MLB roster a bit today, as you can see with the thumbnail and the title of today's episode. And we're highlighting three pitchers in the Pirate system who I think could make their way to the big leagues in 2024. Now, we're going to get right into this today. And if you've listened to this show, um, you know folks that I love, 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 love Jared Jones, and we're talking about him first as part of this trio of pitchers that we're going to talk about today. And you look at the 2023 campaign for a guy like Jared Jones, and it was really one of those campaigns where you started to finally take notice that Jared Jones was going to be a strong pitcher for this Pirates team in the near future. He had Obviously, considerable success um, since being drafted in 2020, but he did post multiple career bests in 2023. He had a 385 ERA, 126 and one thirds innings pitched, 146 strikeouts, and a 1.23 whip. Of course, that was in his time between Altoona and, of course, Indianapolis. Now, in the 2022 season, we saw him in Greensboro performed well there just because I truly think that Jared Jones was just too good for Greensboro at the time, but he was still relatively new and it was his first full campaign with everything going on in 2021. And of course COVID in 2020 and he dominated in Altoona folks. I mean, you look at what he did in Altoona and there's a show that we had last week as well, where I talk about a lot of this stuff, but I feel like it's worth mentioning again is Jones just dominated in Altoona. He really did. He posted a 2.23 ERA and 10 starts. And yeah, it's okay to see those numbers that he had in Altoona and say that he saw a dip in production when he went to Indianapolis. He had a 4.72 ERA in Indy with 15 starts at A, AAA. But his other statistics, I think speak to how well he performed in Indianapolis, despite that ERA being a little bit higher than it was in Altoona. I mean, you look at his 82 innings pitched that he had in AAA last year. He allowed a 240 opponent batting average, which was his third best mark of his career. While also posting 99 strikeouts to 34 walks, a credit to his control over command delivery that he kind of has. And you guys know that I love bringing up strikeout to walk rates just because ultimately that's what really makes a very good pitcher at the MLB levels. If you're throwing more strikeouts than you are throwing walks, you're going to more often than not be a pretty good pitcher at this level. He also achieved four Quality starts last year, the most that he's had at any level of the system. I believe he had three in Greensboro in 2022, and I believe he had two or three in Altoona last year. While also doing that as a credit again to his strikeout rate, he had a K per nine at 10.87, which was the second highest mark that he had in his career as well. Now, a lot of credit and why Jared Jones kind of leaked up In the system and why his name has been mentioned so much on this show and mentioned so much by people who like follow prospects in the pirate system and prospects in general is because the September that Jared Jones had was really what I think drove a lot of people to say, "Okay, this kid might be pretty good, folks, because in September last year, he posted a two point seven eight. ERA in September for Indianapolis with 21 strikeouts over 22 and two thirds innings pitched. And he also, folks, only allowed an opponent batting average below the Mendoza line at 198. So you look at the climb that he made through the system and really those statistics in September when he finally got his footing in AAA really proved that his climb through the system was no joke. Now, we're all kind of previewing 2024 here with me and doing this with this player preview series. And for Jones, when you're looking at 2024 for him and you look at the state of the Pirates rotation and the state of the pitchers that they have available at their disposal right now in the system, Jones will be at spring training, much like everybody else. And he's likely going to get a pretty long look from the organization. I mean, you're talking about a guy, and I'll mention this again, who's pitched over 120 innings the last two years, has done very well in those innings, and also has been nationally recognized as the number 62 prospect in all of baseball. Now, what you're going to see in spring training from a guy like Jared Jones, and it's his calling card, and it's a large reason why, He has a chance to come up this year is that he's going to fill up the strike zone and not only fill up the strike zone, he's going to be all over the strike zone. He knows how to place his pitch as well. He's starting to grow confidence in his off speed and secondary pitches outside of the fastball. The fastball, of course, already being a plus pitch for him. And he is more of a control than command pitcher, as pipeline suggests. But Pipeline also says in their little, like, kind of graphic that they have on all of these players that he's not only continued to grow physically, but he's also grown mentally as well, not really getting shook up by those tough situations that these pitchers can deal with in the minor league system as they're kind of trying new things with their pitch mix or really acclimating to a professional schedule. Now, between this trio, I think it is important to note, and I'm not going to bury the lead here at all, that I expect Jones to be the first on the call-up list between these three pitchers. These three pitchers, of course, being Jared Jones, Paul Skeens, and Anthony Solamedo. Why do I say that? And, Myself and Gary Morgan have talked about Jared Jones at length this off season, And we've both predicted that we think Jared Jones could be the best pitcher in spring training this year. I think he's going to get a very long look in spring in Bradenton. And all of you really should expect that he's going to get a long look and also perform well in spring because of the strong ending to the campaign that he had last year. And really just what he's shown at the MLB or at the minor league level in his first two full seasons. Now, as far as timelines go, and as far as things can look for Jones, I think it's probably set in stone that he's going to start in Triple A. I think that's where he ended the season last year. Got ample time last year. I see no reason that he has to go back to Altoona to really work on anything. I think he's going to go straight to uh, Indianapolis. I see no world where Jones is in the rotation to begin the season, but he's going to hopefully showcase his talent at Triple A again. Have those high strikeout rate numbers, have those low base on balls rate numbers, not allow the tough contact, gain some more confidence in his pitches that he's had before. And the Pirates, again, who still have rotation questions, are obviously hoping that Priester, or Ortiz, or Rowanzi can help in that regard. Something that me and Gary talked about on the show yesterday. But I'm going to make the bold assumption that Jared Jones is going to be ready sooner rather than later. His ETA is 2024. He's a talented strike thrower who's going to be, again, more control than command. But he's going to fill the strike zone. He's probably going to dominate opposing hitters in A. And again, he's thrown over 120 innings the past two years. He wants to be a workhorse type pitcher. So I would guess that after you see Jones in AAA for about 60 to 70 innings, so 60 to 70 innings, pitching every five days probably, well, let's say he has five to six innings between starts. It's going to be about 10 starts before you really consider bringing him up, and that's if that's where he's at. Now, to use that as a timeline, that's where you're going to start seeing late May, early June. And for Jared Jones, I think that's when this is really going to start to ramp up for him as far as a call up is concerned, as I think late May, early June, because then by then, you know that the Pirates are going to have Keller or Keller um, Perez and Gonzalez. They're likely going to have one of or two of or maybe even three of that Priest or Ortiz Contreras trio, maybe even Bailey Falter or Jackson Wolf or somebody like that. But For Jones, a kid who I think really has the it factor, if he can be a strong back-end rotation piece in 2024, which I really think he can be if he comes up sooner rather than later, you're talking about a kid that's going to eventually develop, I think, into a core piece of this rotation. And if he plays anything like he did in 2023, it'll be relatively quick. When we see Jared Jones come up and truthfully, I think the pirates will be better off for it. If he's in the rotation. Now, again, I don't think he starts the season in the rotation, but folks expect it sooner rather than later, especially if his play continues on the same trajectory that it did last season. Now, as far as trajectories are concerned, is Paul Skeen's trajectory as easy as scouts and Us as fans really think it is. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But before we do, we're going to talk about eBay Motors. Folks, eBay Motors has millions of parts for your MVP, and you can win every time with parts that fit your ride because passion, drive, and patience are what brings home the winning trophy and is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts Parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win so keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit is only available to u.s customers and folks don't forget that Locked On has launched the first-ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. And folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. And we're going to jump right into segment two today as we're doing the 2024 player preview series, discussing three of the top prospects in the Pirates system as of right now. Of course, the top one, and it's going to continue to be the top one, being Paul Skeens. And you heard me ask the question before the break. Is Paul Skeen's trajectory as easy as we truly think it is? Now, ever since the Pirates selected Skeen's number one overall last year, it was the pick that I wanted. It was a pick that was widely regarded as a very good one for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And yeah, there was a lot of talk about, were they going to go Dylan Cruz? Were they going to go Wyatt Lankford? They ultimately went with a guy that has... Been regarded as the best pitching prospect since uh, Steven Strasburg. And questions immediately rose about the timeline and trajectory to the MLB level that Paul Skeens would have. Now, you look at last season, and we did get a small taste of Paul Skeens. We got to see 6.2 innings pitched over five appearances from him. And to be transparent about it, he struggled at double A in his two outings, albeit only throwing two and two-thirds innings. So, here's what I'm going to say before we continue this conversation. Anything that Paul Skeens did last year in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization, just erase it from your memory, because the Pirates were treating him like porcelain fine china. They were not going to let anything happen to him, especially after the workload that he had in Baton Rouge that led to the Tigers winning the College World Series. And I don't think that this is exactly anything that's going to, you know, warrant, oh, like I haven't heard this one before. But I think when you look at Skeens, he's as interesting as any prospect in baseball right now because hype surrounds him, cameras follow him, attention seeks him, and he's just a talented baseball player. And there's no other way to really spin that when it comes to Paul Skeens. So when you hear all those things, you'd expect that Skeens would be up here right away, with comments, of course, on his play being consistent across the board, that his floor is likely higher than some MLB starters today. That is stuff that scouts have said about Paul Skeens. But I don't think penning Skeens into the rotation at any point in 2024 is as easy as we truly think it is. Now, 2024 will be his first full campaign in the Pirates organization. And the likelihood we get an immense look at him in spring is very small. I think we maybe see him two, maybe three times in very short work, and then they're gonna send him right off to Altoona. That's going that's more than likely what's going to happen. and they're gonna thank him for what he did in spring training, and that's gonna be that. Now he'll start in trip or double A, and I'm confident. In saying that, that's the highest he got last year with those two starts, and he's only thrown two innings at that level, and that's usually a pretty good benchmark for pitchers for the Pittsburgh Pirates is to send them to Altoona. And sending him to Greensboro, really? I was thinking of a better way to say this. Sending him to Greensboro, to me, achieves absolutely nothing. I just don't think it really does. I don't think he needs to face single A opposition. I just think Paul Skeens is much better than that. And I just don't think it really achieves anything, especially considering the innings pitch that he would get in Greensboro would be kind of wasteful to me. Now, if I had to preview, preview, quote unquote, or predict what the outlook for Skeens is, I think it really does depend on his performance. And you're going to hear me say that a lot in this episode. You kind of heard me say it about Jones already. You're going to hear me say it about Skeens. You're going to hear me say it about But if he performs well at double A, that's Paul Skeen, that is, which I myself expect him to, I think many people expect him to, I think you will see him rise to Indianapolis rather fast. Now, what does fast mean? I think much like Jones, who we saw with the 60 to 70 innings thing that I said about him potentially rising to MLB, I think for Skeens, you're going to get more into that 40 to 50 innings range, maybe 60, and then that's where you're going to start seeing him probably get the call-up to Indianapolis. Now, either way, he'll have AAA work this year. We, There's no doubt in my mind about that, but realistically, you have to ask yourselves this question, and I'm asking everybody this question because I think it's a question that needs to be asked. What if Paul Skees performs at a good-slash-average level, but not the elite level that scouts the organization, and us fans expect him to achieve. Now you're talking again about the number three overall prospect, not only as far as pitchers are concerned, but he is the highest ranked right-handed pitcher in baseball and the number three prospect in all of baseball. Say that's the case, that he performs at a good to average level. And with Jones likely being called up first and one of Priester Ortiz or Contreras, as well as Jackson Wolf, JT Brewmaker returning, Mike Burroughs returning, occupying spots and hopefully doing it well. So let's just assume they're doing it well. Where does Skeens fit into that? Now, that may sound bad because it's like, well, Paul Skeens is a very talented individual. And I've said that already. If he's playing to a degree to be on this roster by, August, September, he'll be here. Don't don't get any of that twisted. I don't care who's here. Skeens will be here if he's performing to a degree, a MLB degree level that pertains for him being here. Many will ask for a timeline on this. And if I have to give one, which I will, I expect at the earliest, Skeens would be here post-trade deadline in early August. Because then... Depending on where Pittsburgh is, or even if they are competing, are Martin Perez and Marco Gonzalez still in this rotation? That largely, I think, is, hinges on again what we see from Priester and Rowe and Ortiz and Jones and Brubaker and Wolf and Falter and all these other guys. If those guys are working out as very good rotational pieces, then I see no reason why. Perez and Gonzalez would have to still be here. If they're competing, I would like them to be here because you can never have enough pitchers. But that's what I would expect is at the earliest we see Paul Skeens in August. At the latest, if he were to debut this year, which I think is more likely than him not debuting, September call-ups at some point would be where you would see him. But I don't think We should expect anything sooner than August unless injuries happen, which they do, and it's a need for Skeens to be here. Now, the biggest thing for Skeens in my eyes is three things. One, developing at a consistent rate. I don't need Skeens to develop at the turn of a hat and when I wake up one morning, all of a sudden, he's generational. Just develop consistently. Adjust to a major league schedule because that's something he's going to have to do because he wasn't doing that at LSU. And it's something he's going to work on in Altoona and Indianapolis for sure, pitching every five days and making all of his pitches plus pitches outside of just his fastball. Those are the three things that I want to see from skis. We know the fastball is elite. We know the other stuff has the potential to be elite. And if it can develop quickly and at a consistent rate, Paul Skeens will be here sooner rather than later. And if he does these things, he'll be just fine. Because he's just really, to be blunt, too talented for any coach, including Oscar Marine, to mess it up. And I'd say it's more likely, again, that we do see Skeens in Pittsburgh than not in 2024. But I don't expect it to be lengthy. I don't expect it to be over a long period of time. As I mentioned, August at the earliest. And 2025 will be his year to fully emerge as a prominent rotational piece. And I see nothing wrong with that. I don't think the Pirates need to be in a rush to bring up Paul Skeens. I don't think that it's a requirement of them to bring him up very quickly and ingrain him in this rotation immediately. Because even for how good he is, he still has things to learn. And I think Skeens can come up in 2024. I think it's more likely that you do see him make his debut this year, but don't expect it to be over the course of three to four months. Expect it at max to be a month, maybe a month and a half. That's what I would expect from Skeens. And again, we're going to talk about Skeens probably throughout the entire year, seeing as what kind of prospect he is. But there's one more pitcher that we have to talk about on today's show, and that's Anthony Where's unlikely that he does get the call-up this year, but possible. So we'll discuss that here in just a moment, but we're going to talk about FanDuel. Folks, FanDuel is the official sponsor of today's episode of Locked On Pirates. And you can go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On because right now it's happy Super Bowl to all of those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Obviously, every time I read this ad, I keep saying bet the over in this game. Hit Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown, hit Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown those things are going to happen FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or even three not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58 but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown how many points will be scored and so much more new customers can join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins so just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL and an official sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now wrapping up, of course, this episode of the 2024 Player Preview Series and the Tuesday, February 6th edition. Of Locked on Pirates. We're going to talk about Anthony Solamedo. Who of this trio. I think we can all agree. That Jared Jones, Paul Skeeds and Solamedo. As that trio. That Solamedo is the least likely to receive a call up opportunity. But. I won't rule it out. Yeah. Call me crazy. I won't rule it out. Because I think Anthony Solamedo could. Debut this year. Now. Obviously again from last week. Solometto, who also slotted into MLB Pipeline's top 100, emerged as a top left-handed pitching prospect in all of baseball last year, and it was noticed this year. I believe he's the number three left-handed prospect in all of baseball. And he had 24 starts last year, 12 in Greensboro, 12 in Altoona, posting a 3-2-6 ERA between both over those 24 starts. Now, like Jones, Solomito also surpassed 100 plus innings last year, the first time he'd done it because he didn't get much work uh, in 2022, but he did produce 100 plus innings. And I think that's something that you can expect from Anthony Solomito again this season. Now for Solomito, his biggest improvement, which is usually the biggest improvement that any prospect in this system pitching wise can make, is he's going to continue to really come along with his command and control. Now, this is something MLB pipeline praised him for last year and it's something that due to his walk its uh, strikeout to walk ratio is very very true. He improved in his control and command last year. He had 118 strikeouts to 39 walks as opposed to 51 strikeouts to 19 walks the year prior and you look at the pitch mix that Solometo has and Solamedo is quickly becoming one of my favorite prospects as well it offers versatility it has that up sinking fastball that cut like slider and that really really high spin change up trio that I think if he continues to gain confidence in it it's going to be a lethal trio of pitches for Solamedo moving forward now as far as where Solamedo will likely start. I think it starts in Altoona and he'll spend a good chunk of the season there seeing again, that he only got 12 starts last year. And then I mentioned that the likes of Paul Skeens and um, Jared Jones are going to likely occupy triple a time. I think Mike Burrows is going to occupy a lot of triple a time, Jackson Wolf, Braxton Ashcraft, Kyle Nicholas, a lot of those other names, Bailey falter, even that have options that could be in triple a, including Quinn Priester and Luis Ortiz, who also have options as well. Now I think Altoona is going to be a strong benchmark for a guy like Anthony Solamedo. He posted a four, three, five ERA last year. And if you had to ask me in confidence, I think he should sit at that or below that with continued improvement and more starts. Now he'll also see triple a time. I think at some point, I don't really have a lot of doubt in that the biggest question being how long will he be there now? Again, like Jones and Skeens, I think really depends on his development And his performance. Now, MLB pipeline, and this is one of the only things I disagree with what people have said about Solomito, does have his ETA at 2024. And to be quite honest, I just don't agree with that. And you may be asking why. And I just look at the rotational pieces that are there. And you see, as of right now, the rotation will start with Keller, Gonzalez, and Perez. One of or two of Priester, Contreras, and Ortiz. And then maybe Bailey Falter that doesn't include Jared Jones, Paul Skeens, the returns of JT Brubaker and Mike Burrows, Jackson Wolf, Braxton Ashcraft, and other guys that they may go and get. Because guess what, folks? It's February 6th. Pirates still have time if they want to, to go add to this rotation. So that's a lot of players and a lot of pitchers for Salomeo to jump. And much like the point that I made with Skeens, though, if. Anthony Salamado's play does dictate MLB-worthy time, he can make an appearance in PNC at the MLB level in 2024. Now, I think it would be very comparable to what we saw from Luis Ortiz in 2022 when he came up very, very late, only got a couple of starts under his belt, and it would likely be a cup of coffee at best for him. Now, why that's important, I think, is because, one, He could at least get minimal experience at the MLB level. And then come 2025, you're looking at Solomito being a guy that would be pushing for the rotation very early on in 2025, much like I think Jared Jones will do this season. And he'd have done it before. And I think Solomito is definitely one of those pitchers that's only going to continue to get better, especially considering he's shown it already. And, yeah, I think you could see all three of these players at some point in a Pittsburgh Pirates uniform this year. Jones, of course, I think being the likeliest to at least get a long-term look. Skeens really just depends on the circumstances and how well he's playing. But, again, I don't see that. I I just truthfully don't think he'd be here earlier than August. And Solomedo, definitely a September call-ups kind of guy, in my opinion, just with what the Pirates have questions-wise, that they need to answer. And these three guys are all going to be highlighted on this show a ton in 2024. So get used to getting updates and hearing their names often because if they work out, folks, that being Jared Jones, Anthony Salomento, and Paul Skeens, not including what else could work out for this team this year, they could create quite the fun problem for the Pirates in 2025 and beyond, and that's a topic for another show. Folks, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Locked On Pirates here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. My name is Ethan Smith. You can follow me right there on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates for all of your news, analysis, opinions, and reactions to everything going on in the world of the Pittsburgh Pirates. You can also find this show on YouTube, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And folks, we'll be back tomorrow as the 2024 player preview series continues. But until then, I will see you on the flip side.